John the Baptist was killed by King Herod for one purpose alone, not because he was a preacher, but because he was making a judgment on Herod. Herod's first wife in those days, it was between one ruler and another ruler. And uh, the whole purpose of the marriage was that, that there would be peace between the two clans. So it was a clan that lived outside of the Holy Land, and the people living on the border of that were a very vulnerable people. So by getting rid of his first wife, he was saying that the people who lived in that very uh, poor area would become subject to attacks from the other kingdom, and they were going to suffer greatly. So John the Baptist is standing up for those poor people, and because of that, he was killed by King Herod, because he was like a thorn in his flesh, standing up for the poor. And Jesus was a disciple of John the Baptist initially, and was closely associated with him. And then when Jesus heard this, uh, quite rightly, Jesus said, let me go and get out of the way, perhaps. But some would say Jesus then began his own important public ministry, that this was the beginning of his public ministry, this passage of the gospel. And there is nothing in this gospel that wasn't chosen very deliberately. And the people would have gotten the message immediately because Jesus crossed the water into the desert. And when people saw that, they would have said, bingo, exodus. The people of Israel were laid out of slavery through the water into the desert. And when Jesus got off the boat, he could see that they were a sheep without a shepherd, that they were, they were, they were, in, a, they were in, in misery. So mercy meets misery, equal compassion. And in the Old Testament in Exodus, we said, God heard the cry of his people who were suffering in slavery. So all of these things would have been on the mind of the people and on the mind of Jesus. And then in the Exodus story, we all know, God gave them manna from heaven. God fed them miraculously. And here we have the story of the five loaves and two fish. God fed them miraculously. A little aside, I was at a first communion at Queen of All Saints, and this is the gospel. The priest brought everybody up into the front of the sanctuary, and he asked one of the kids, if you had five loaves and two fish and everybody in the basilica was hungry, would you share it? What did the kids say? No. <laughs> it was a good aside. But it was five loaves and two fish. And, and, and it was, it was, it was, the people were miraculously fed. Miraculously fed. But Jesus brings a difference from the Old Testament Exodus to the present day, to what he was about. Because what Jesus wanted to communicate was very much seen in, in, 
in the temptations, his own temptations in the desert, when he was fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and he was hungry, and the devil came to him, and he said to him, you can turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man does not live on bread alone. So the temptation Jesus wanted to do was he wanted to separate people's suffering and people's difficulties and trials with the lie that in some way God has disappeared from their lives, God has abandoned them, God doesn't care for them. And that can be a very insidious, a very powerful lie that can invade us in difficult times. That, that God is absent, that God doesn't care. And how Jesus does this is that when the disciples come to him and they say they have no food, and he says, give them something to eat yourselves. Instead of getting them to focus on sending the people away, he got them to focus inwardly in on themselves. And by doing that, they come up with a young boy, five loaves and two fish. And that's a very significant number because the five loaves and two fish represents God's giftedness. Seven, the number seven represents God's giftedness. So Jesus gets them to begin to focus on their own giftedness. And the giftedness that he gets them to focus on is that, that, that within them is a love and a presence that is deeper than any trials or tribulations that come our way. Hunger can come your way, but there is a, there is a, there is a love that is deeper than that hunger. Fear and worry can come your way, but there is a presence that is deeper than that, a presence of love in the midst of fear. And how Jesus gives them, he gives them a lesson in how we can, we can come in touch with that presence in our lives, the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwelling within each one of us. And he says he does this by taking, taking what is given to him and giving thanks for it. And by giving thanks for it, he's acknowledging, he looks up to heaven, he is acknowledging that God is the giver of the gift. And in acknowledging the gift, out of that will come a gratitude that overflows in self-giving. <laughs> it overflows in self-giving. So what Jesus is inviting the people into is into the same relationship with God that he had. And it is a relationship that, that overflows. And I would just like to point out to Lola, as you make your first communion, your parents want you to be happy in life. And that's a beautiful thing because you're a beautiful child. And I know you're a very good Irish dancer as well. So the magic and the, 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 it is beautiful that you're receiving your first communion with a gospel like this because it's important for your parents to know and for them to communicate and for you to know as well yourself 
that you are a gift from God and you must constantly keep in touch with your giftedness. And when you're in touch with that, you will be in touch with something beautiful and good within you that is deeper than anything that's not so good that you might encounter in your life, that is always present. And when you're in touch with this, there will always be an abundance. There will always be an abundance of life and love and healing and peace. And that is what the 12 wicker baskets represent, an abundance, an abundance of goodness, an abundance of truth, an abundance of kindness and forgiveness. So the two beautiful messages from the Gospel of today are the number seven and number 12, God's giftedness and God's abundance. And that is what Jesus wanted to form, a new people founded on giftedness and abundance.